You've been listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigan. We hope you had fun. Okay, I, I have no idea why the announcer is acting like he's ending the show. I mean, we are going to have fun. I, I, I like his uh, um, attitude towards the idea that maybe we did have fun while doing the show, but this is the beginning of the show. So, anyways, uh, yes, I am Richard Wigan, and welcome to the Some Other Useless Podcast. This is our fourth show. Fourth show, third real one. I would count that maybe the first one was... Th- these first three have been kind of like test shows, as I wanted to call them. I even dubbed the first one, actually, as Episode Zero. And then I decided... I, I kind of would like to do Episode Zero Zero and Episode Zero Zero Zero, but, you know, I wasn't... It, it's always a thing where I'm not too sure if I'm ready to get my idea immediately out there. So that's why this whole show has kind of been an experiment be of a whole learning process of uh, being a filmmaker for the longest time, past 10 years, going back and forth with doing small projects here and there. Um, and as the shows go on, I'll be talking more and more about that because I have a lot to say about um, all my ideas that I have done, the, some ideas that I am still working on. Um, I would like to say I'm, I'm a bit of, I'm a, bit of a uh, perfectionist mixed with a um, procrastinator. Um, I'm not shy to admit that. That is what it is. Over the years, I challenged myself with the with the Christmas specials that we, we would do. Um, I learned from each one. And as you progress yourself into creating these projects and you, you're not too sure uh, what audiences are out there, so you kind of get into this thing where, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean... I didn't want to get too much into that again of deciding why I wanted to do this show. This this show is going to be a mixture of all kinds of things, but um, I didn't want to be tied down to you know a certain category. But the first three shows heavily focused on some topics that might be the theme of this show, but I, I, I want to do a variety of different things, um, try to include a logical take from, from a perspective of, you know, if you have, like, politics, for example, I don't want to get too political, and that's going to be the focus of one of our next shows, is um, not being too political and what that really means for the world. Um, entertainment is this world of, you know, you always have constantly on both sides, what's a good idea, what's a bad idea, should it be done? Um, and the world is always like with social networking of getting content out there and you, you put stuff out there like from my from my personal experience of making something and trying to get money out of it um i i sell a dvd of a show we did in 2011 um and i'll talk more about that it's kind of like all bunch of stuff all at once but the topic for today is something that I'm not too... Um, th- well, it, this is all based off an article that I read. And I, it was the most interesting thing that I've seen. And, I, and as soon as I... You know, it's, 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 it's really cool that at the same time of me um, wanting to start a show, I'm always intrigued by these articles. And now I'm going to have a way to talk about these things that I see. And that's, again, the inspiration or some of the useless podcast. Um, I saw an article, 
and it pertains to something because I'm 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 into I'm into the film world, into the television world, the entertainment industry. I can get involved into actors, actors' opinions, actors' opinions of other actors. Something that I'm not too familiar with is video games. I wouldn't consider myself a you know video gamer years ago. Um, I didn't have very many video games. I wasn't into it. I didn't have a video game system. Uh, I remember early on playing at my half-brother's house um, Super Mario 3. I can't remember playing the first two. I just went right into Super Mario 3. And the memories of everything attached to that is like... like a, It's like a great feeling of sitting there on the floor in front of this TV and playing Super Mario 3... I'm playing in front of people. Uh, this is way before internet. This is way before having anxiety of being in front of other people. Um, and I'm playing. I'm just playing. You know, it's 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 not, it's it's like once you're taught, people are you know are going to listen to everything you say if they're constantly watching you. That builds up the anxiety, and that makes you. Everybody wants to be perfect. I think everybody thinks there's this deep part of them that is a perfectionist. I know that I have it. Um, I'm not always 100% confident in what I put out there. So sometimes I just don't put anything out there. And um, I don't want to talk much more about TikTok for a while. But that, that was an interesting uh, segment that I got, got into this part of the year. But video playing video games, my experience was, you know, I in school, I remember one of my friends let me borrow his Game Boy. I can't believe he actually let me borrow his Game Boy. And the reason why I say that, like, not like I, I didn't believe that um, he would be that friendly with me to... I, I guess it's about trust. I just can't believe he did it. You know, I, I didn't have anything equivalent to let him borrow. But I remember bringing home a Game Boy. And it was like the coolest thing at that time. It was like this really grainy green... Uh, Mario is a little astronaut. He's flying through space. So it all kind of looked like it matched. And that, again, is a memory that you just close your eyes and you think about and go, wow, he didn't have anything out there else to worry about. So, you know, playing a game. Playing just this, this random game that really didn't mean anything. But it, it didn't capture me enough to want to continue playing video games heavily as much as other people really get into it. And as big as it is over the, over the years, now, the past couple of years, with something called Twitch, it's opened up this whole gate of people can now get paid playing video games. There's video game contests. Years ago, they said that we should read more and we should stay away from the TV. We should, we should stop playing video games. And you read articles about kids who would stay up hours and hours without eating playing video games and their parents were just like bragging about it even though they knew the long-term health effects that were attached to it, uh, what it would do. They just wanted to be in the limelight. And Twitch is, is kind of like opening up the doors to accepting these people. And I've never, I've never even had that part of me to even not only play a video game, but want to watch others play video games. And that's one thing when you're playing video games at an early age 
and then maybe you take turns with somebody else, and then you watch them play. That's one thing. But to have the idea that you would want to be online, like take time online, back and forth with watching, you know, movies or TV shows, you would actually watch somebody play a game. Now, I get tutorials. I understand tutorials because I always watch things like that when I want to understand software or understand a new phone that I'm getting. I, I like watching people instruct how to do something. So if you have people who are, are playing video games to instruct others how to play video games, I completely understand that. I, you know, I kind of would still not be too fully into it of, well, that would really get me into playing the game. But now people are just gathered to watch people play. And if you get enough followers built off that, then you could start becoming an affiliate and you start making money for the company that allows you to do this. And it's like, it's, it's not my thing. It's the world separate. If you get into the movie world, you get into the TV world, it separates. In the video game world, you know, there are a lot of people that get into playing video games. I mean, and there are just as many people who dress up as these video game characters. It just adds to the list of other things that people dress up and cosplay as. You know, when conventions first started really, really being a big thing, people started dressing up as characters from movies, TV shows, comic book characters, video game characters. Um, that's a whole world in itself. And, and, and oddly as it is, even though I'm not into video games, I'll still recognize a video game character when I see it. it it's just as odd. It is as different, like me so, being so into movies and so into television, and not so much into video games. It is the same kind of world. For one thing, your actors that are in your movies sometimes are hired to play these characters in video games. I've even met a few popular actors that are known for playing video game characters. And now as the technology has evolved, now the characters can look more and more like the actors, and the actors can be not just a voiceover, but that maybe they can actually, you know, put the whole motion capture suit on and be the character. So then, in, in a weird way, video gaming has turned into movies. And it, but everything also wants to be online. Everything you, everything you can think of is attached to the internet. You watch movies on the internet, TV shows on the internet, you play games online. All this stuff is all connected. So the, the video game world is interesting to me, even though it has nothing really part of my life. It, it's, a, it's a small part of my life. And I think everybody has video games in a small part of their life, even, they, even if they just know somebody that's really into video games. They don't have to know it. But video games is like attached to like me going over to my cousin's house and playing video games. Me, ha me finally getting a Game Boy Advance uh, right around when the Game Boy Advances first came out. That was like a big thing. That was like one of our first popular things that we, uh, my sister and I got Game Boy Advances for Christmas right when they were popular. And you get into playing these games, the small little cartridges, and they're in color. You know, we, we, we got past the Game Boy stuff. Never had original Game Boy. Never had a Game Boy Color. They got really interesting over the years with the Game Boy camera. Anybody remember that? This thing you could connect to your Game Boy to take pictures. I mean, things were really, in the video game world, the technology attached to that 
people have probably kind of stripped and applied to other things. Um, before people they, before people got heavily into broadcasting live, people were playing video games online, which in a, in a way, you are live. You're just not broadcasting. You're playing it with somebody. Now the world is inviting more people to be part of that experience. And you can almost create an event and sell tickets to. It's just honestly mind-boggling to me that this is what counts as entertainment today. Years ago, I, I never even had that part of me that wanted to play video games so much that I thought, huh, what if I upload videos of me playing the video games and people can watch my reactions? And, and it's like, for, for one thing, that's not a very original for me to do something like that. And another, your video would automatically get flagged and taken down for violating copyright laws because copyright infringement is such a fine line of what you can and what you can't get away with in today's world. But in a, in a different note, it actually is somehow related to this. This is actually the topic that I have chosen to talk about today, which is video games and copyright infringement. I read this article. I read it last week. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, this is a really great thing to talk about. Because it's almost like, how can a lawsuit like this exist? And, you know, growing up, not playing video games, listening to music, I had a CD player, yes. Never got into MP3s. I still don't have an MP3 player. Sometimes I put music, convert it, and I put it on my phone. But I've never had an official MP3 player. Years ago, they would create software called CD... It was to promote CD and DVD backups. So they, they have this availability. And I know... You, you think about the things that you do in life that are legal and illegal. You don't want to break the law. But what if accidentally you do? And breaking the law would be like if you, you know somebody offers a service, and somehow you have found a loophole to obtain that service for free. Pirating gets into the movie world. Pirating into the gaming world. It's almost notorious for it. Because for one thing, video games, as fast as they come out, your kid's going to want it when it first comes out. And then by the time they've overplayed it, they can have opportunities to sell their games at um, GameStop or uh, various other... It used to be Electronics Boutique. Uh, and oddly enough, never playing games, loved going into Electronics Boutique. I don't know why. As small as the place kept getting over the years, it was just... It was eventually just a wall. You just walk in and then you go right up to the wall to see all these games, and then all of a sudden, once Pop Vinyls took it over, it's like, uh, I don't think this world is for me anymore. Uh, <laughs> we always go in there to see if there's any movies. Sometimes they have the most interesting deals on DVDs they would want to uh, get rid of. So I would always kind of see what the latest game character was, like Halo, you know, never playing Halo, but I know what all the characters look like. Um, the Sims, never got into The Sims, but I do know what it is. Sims was a PC game. Now it's like everywhere. Now you can play it online. That was one of the first games I think that connected you to the internet. 
that people really wanted to get heavily into other people's lives and eventually create characters. Second Life, people got heavily into. I never got into that those things. So, so growing up, seeing all these video games and being uh, exposed to all these characters, Super Mario was a big one. I knew who Mario was, Luigi. I, kn I know all the characters. Fair game that we always play. My sister loved playing Wario. We love these things. We just didn't really get sucked into it where we live and breathe Wario. Or, you know, I never dress as Wario. Intentionally. No, uh, I've never dressed as a video game character. So you, you, they have these... They're cranking out the games as fast as they are. And there's always going to be a company that's going to rip it off. Right? Either rip it off and create their own product, which is its own thing. You know, why would somebody put so much work into something that doesn't belong to them? You really got a lot of time on your hands. I remember uh, the Orville. I don't know what it is, but fans got really excited about the Orville that somebody created this. It's either an Orville game, or I think it's just a tour. Like somebody made a whole 3D model thing of the ship. From the Orville. And everybody loves it, you know. But I, I don't think it's a game. But there are things out there where people want to raise money so they can make a game. Or something. Make a, fans make a game. So you, you have different things that, that are attached to copyright infringement. You have people that just want to take a character, you know. Uh... Lario, you know, you have a character named Lario, and he looks a little like Mario, you know, and, and somebody would completely create a game from scratch, okay? Call it original, sell it. Then you have people that will take the actual Mario game, strip it, and maybe not even do anything with it, and just make their own product out of that. And say it's theirs. And market it as something else. So there's that copyright infringement. The internet has... And this goes back to, before I bring that up. The CD, DVD software that used to be available at your average place like Kmart. Or these places that don't exist anymore. Um, CDs and DVDs to back up your data. They would actually specify on the back of the case. You know... And make sure you don't copy. Don't make sure you don't copy copyrighted materials. Everybody wants to cover that all on all basis. We're giving you the access to file share. We're giving you the access to take the information that's not yours and put it someplace. But don't put it someplace where you can't, where you're not allowed to. An example: Now everybody can go on YouTube. And listen to music for free. They can technically listen to music for free. All they gotta do is just play a YouTube video. But if you get into it enough, I think it kind of psychologically messes with you going, maybe I should start paying for this stuff. So then YouTube all of a sudden says, how would you like to listen to YouTube stuff offline? That's going to cost you money. Because you're using their approved system to actually... Listen to the content that's on YouTube, and you're paying for it. 
But there's all there are ways for you to get around that. And then once it starts to get into this legal mess of you turn around and selling a CD of stuff you got on YouTube, yes, that is a hundred percent not okay and is a hundred percent illegal. So then, thanks to the internet, this guy. It's very interesting. This article. Rom Universe. This article says that people could download copies of Nintendo games. And they can pay to get faster downloads. So this is what it gets in the tricky business of um, when companies become really popular and start making money. Like if I create something, I feel like I create something, it's not going to go very well. It's not going to go very far. It's not going to make anybody a whole lot of money. They're going to they're going to go after me and immediately pull my stuff. But if I got to be really really popular on a platform and they are making enough money from me that they would feel uncomfortable letting me go because I would be another source of income for them. That's one thing. But imagine me creating a site where all I do is download illegal stuff all day and I make a website about it and then I actually have people log on and use their credit cards they're, they're using whatever I don't know whatever you want to use now probably cryptocurrency is probably going to be the thing that people can easily use to bypass certain things but I don't think this is the case I think people are actually paying money PayPal or whatever that that gets in some somewhere along the line somebody's approved of this thing that's not right. You know? Like I haven't gone to this person's site. I think it's been taken down or it's in the process of being taken down, but it would be very interesting to go to it to see if it has a green uh security thing on it. Which means the guy pays to se securely protect his website. Because he's going to have information coming in of people paying for illegal stuff. That, that he's found some way, like, imagine being so, I don't know what that, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's so odd to me, you know, saying this out loud. It's not funny, though. It, this is real. This happens to real people all the time. But what is the thinking behind not having the money to buy a video game and you want to have have access illegal access by the way to download this pirated material but if you want the pirated material faster you pay how does that it it well i tell you what and it would be kind of like a two-faced kind of... I don't know if that's the right phrase. Um, maybe there are people that are immediately against Nintendo. You know, you're, you're against Nintendo for various things. So you're more likely to support somebody who's not a company. You're supporting one person. And I think in this article it said that this guy said this, this was his only source of income was this illegal stuff. But... 
called Rom Universe. Okay. He was sued in 2019. And people would download this stuff for free or pay to get he's making he was making money off all these things that weren't his. And it also breaks it down that he had 40 49 games on his site, I guess. But the crazy thing is Nintendo of course sues them and they were they they won the lawsuit. Um, and they won 2.1 million dollars. Okay? So they do win the the, the 2.1 million and the guy has to pay it out. And I when I first saw that number, you know, I guess they're, they're trying to with every lawsuit, the number exists for a reason. I guess they're basing it off that 49 games. Somehow accumulates to that's, that's how much he's breached in content over the years. So they get awarded that. And they want him to destroy the site is what the thing is. Uh, the game says the game publisher requested a permanent injunction against him. And, you know, they were afraid that he would bring the site back. Because the technical thing is, and I, don't know, and I don't know how lawsuits, I guess at one time he wanted the court to not let him pay. Um, it says the court has now ordered him to destroy all the unauthorized Nintendo games, uh, intellectual properties, um, all, all these things. That he has to pay the $2.1 million. But he has it set up. Because I don't know how much this guy makes. The lawsuit is set up for him to pay $50 a month. Yeah. $2.1 million at $50 a month. And I've done the math. And the math is so... It, it seems simple to divide it. And the number I came up with was so... Outrageous! I was trying to think. Well, there's got to be a way that <laughs> I, I figured it that at fifty dollars a month, the most they make from him is six hundred dollars a year. And then, of course, I divided that by how much money he owes, and it comes to like, let's see, what number did I pop up with? I did another one. Yeah, it would take. 3,500 years for him to pay it off. How does a loss... This 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 sounds like, you know, when you say when somebody uh, is put on uh, given a life sentence. It's like, yeah, you're going to be in there for like 200 years. And like 200 years... Average person can't live that long. 3,500 years. And the crazy thing is, he missed his payment. He's not doing it. $50 a month to go towards his life sentence. I mean, this, it, it is punishment, and he does deserve it. But the fact that he can't come up with enough money right from the get-go, I mean... I mean, for whatever reason, however popular this site got, you know, 
in a weird when I first read this, I didn't I didn't even think about it like this. And as I'm saying it out loud now, it makes it sound like he's going to get away with it. Wouldn't you say? Would somebody please comment, send me a message. Wouldn't you think that I mean, even paying the fifty dollars a month for the rest of his life, he's still gonna get away with it. He's not going to I don't even know how I would have loved to have been in that courtroom when that was decided. People immediately do the math. Says, well, we won $2.1 million and money's exchanged hands and lawyers got their cut and whatever. And Nintendo... I mean, they, they want him to destroy the site is, is the thing. And it's almost like maybe there are ways that they don't like what he... Whatever he did is illegal. And they don't like him making money from it. How much money has he made where he is subjected to a $50... Something is missing this. I would like to... Now i got to follow up on this because I was actually also getting ready to ask anybody out there who's listening, Is there, do you know of any other lawsuits out there that are, are this ridiculous where it seems like the person involved is never going to be able to pay the money back? Why even have the $2.1 million? Why, why not repossess his stuff? Why not... That would, that would get the number down maybe a little bit. There's some there's something to this. But this is some kind of torture in his head that every every month he's gonna have to pay this amount and always know he owes his life to Nintendo. He he it, they they own him. So much so till the day he dies, you know, he can I don't even know how how old this guy is. But the fact that there's so many interesting factors involved of he shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. They caught him. They want him to destroy it. The court is ordering for him to destroy it. The court has also ordered him to pay $50 a month to accumulate $2.1 million. And he's still not doing it. So in a weird way, they'll never get the money back. So it's just this 3000 500 years. Oh my gosh. That is like the most I've ever heard of a lawsuit that you immediately know that the guy's, the guy's gotten away with it. I mean, how, why isn't anything being more criminally charged? Uh, they already knew he was breaching these infringements and the, the fact that people are paying premiums. I mean, I saw a video on TikTok a few weeks ago and I didn't like it because a lot of times I... A lot of times I like things just to like it, or, or I, I do in fact like it, but sometimes I, I like something to kind of like bookmark it so I can go back to it later. And I forgot to bookmark this person. Um, because this thing pops up and the guy gets on there saying, there's a site, there's this really cool website, and you can download movies for free. It's like the latest movies that are out there right now. And the guy's verified. Sometimes when you watch these videos, people do satire, but satire is dying. <laughs> Ever since 2016, ding, 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 satire is dying. People don't like satire. People don't like sarcasm. Sarcasm and satire are like now turned into the root of all evil because if you at any turn, if you're trying to spoof something or make fun of somebody 
it becomes this inflection of, well, maybe that's how you really think. It's like, no, it's a joke. No, that's how you really think. I know you've always been like this. There's a pattern. And I don't know if the guy was doing a satirical video, and then you you read the comments and go, and the guy and the, the people in the comments are like, the site's already down. So before I started recording this, I was very curious to know because at one time, the uh, top uh, pirated TV show was Game of Thrones, and now this new list they brought out, um, according to uh, Torrent Freak. That's what a torrent is. Game of Thrones isn't on this list. Here are the top ten pirated. TV shows. The Flash. How can a show on the CW be the most pirated show? Because CW is a free app. So if you are using the internet to download the stuff, maybe you're turning around and you're putting it online for people to have more access to it. But people, access is becoming more and more of a big, big thing. We talked about in other shows of people paying access to this unlocked content. They're buying keys. They're buying cloud stuff. Somebody is downloading this stuff for you and giving it to you for free. And with the video game guy, he's worked out some way that his little side hustle is to make a little money on the side of... This illegal, it, you've already done the thing. You've already done the thing of people can access this stuff for free. But he wants, he's somehow turned it into paying for it, but not immediately. It, it's a weird technical. So, so here's another, uh, number nine of the top pirated TV shows. Arrow. You got you, well, of course you gotta download illegally to see Arrow because you gotta go with your illegal flash when the shows cross over. But again, this stuff is out there. Warner Brother DVDs aren't that expensive. If you caught up with it enough, it's not that bad. Like I said, the CW is free. It's not like these other sh networks that make you pay for this stuff. Number eight, The Outsider with Jason Bateman. From HBO. Number seven, The Walking Dead. This article says it returned to the list. Um, number six, Rick and Morty. Popular show. Even more popular illegally. Star Trek Picard. This makes sense because, again, it's available on a premium service. Um, and the rights to it are so tight. With the CW, there is there is ways to get it. DVDs, the app. If you are watching the show live on TV and you don't care about commercials, you do have access to the content. Every five weeks, it stays on there. And I think the CW is available as soon as it comes out. Because other, other apps make you wait a week and make you pay part of your uh, television deal. But Star Trek Picard is interesting because it, it is on CBS, it is on uh, 
excuse me, now Paramount Plus. So people will, will try to always work some way of downloading that stuff because they don't want to pay for it because it, it just becomes ridiculous. Um, but it is still wrong, and I it's not worth it to be sitting there in your jail cell talking about Star Trek Picard to yourself. Number four, Vikings on the History Channel. Never seen it. Uh, their shows are on Amazon Prime. But these are the, right? These are the most pirated shows, it says. Number three, Westworld. So, yeah, if you're not watching Game of Thrones anymore, you know, they're, they're pushing Westworld on you. Maybe you don't want to pay for it. Number two, The Boys, which is Amazon Prime. And what, what, what I was going to say about Star Trek Picard and CW stuff, of the availability to DVD, sometimes Star Trek Picard comes out to DVD. And if, if people really thought about things, they could, there are ways, you know, you, it's hard to think about, but you can think about it like it. Um, try thinking like, if you don't have money for one set, buy another set, double that price, take that money, and buy what you want. You just have to constantly recycle. Like maybe instead of download these um, shows illegally, just buy one DVD set for 30 40 bucks. Watch that show. Sell it for like close around that. Put that money towards the next season. You'll never have a consistent collection, but you've seen the show. Depends on how much this stuff is worth to you. And depending, again, once if you want to sit in your jail cell and talk about all the episodes of The Boys that you watch legally. Number one show is The Mandalorian. And as we've discussed about Disney Plus enough on this show already, you can see why people would just immediately jump to want to um, get that content for free. Because it's going to get into tricky waters of uh, availability. Availability and access. There are stuff out there that has been available to a lot of people. But if their uh, access keeps getting more and more restricted, then it becomes this... I don't want to say it makes people want to download these things illegally, but it, it, it does take a part of them of, financially, how am I going to be a part of this? You know, if you're if you're wanting to be part of the water cooler talk, as they said, you know, what shows are you watching? What shows are you watching? There's there's so much out there, and there are companies out there giving you stuff for free. So we can't act like that, and that's a completely changed world because years ago, it would be fully relied on the illegal people. You go to a website and access this stuff. I'm going to briefly cover the most pirated movies. I'll just do the top five. Top five movies as of this week that have been downloaded, I guess, on the internet. The Hitman Wife's Bodyguard. Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson like that. Number three, F9 which there are enough of them to almost kind of get confused of which ones you're downloading and which ones you have. Like, have you downloaded 4, 5, 6? No, I, I got 3, 7. I haven't got 9 yet. It's like, 
the, the police will come to your house. Did you know that you illegally downloaded the fifth Fast and the Furious movie four times? And like I, I thought I was I thought I thought that I was downloading four different movies. Number two, Jungle Cruise. Some of these are just gonna be embarrassing to download illegally. Do you really want the police to come to your house and go, We're here because you didn't pay the fee to see Jungle Cruise when it came out? Number one, Suicide Squad. So this set, you know, is a little more recent. Um, because it is the ongoing thing that when movies come out in theaters, people somehow immediately... And and this is where, going back to what we said at the top of the show, it's illegal, but they're letting you have access to do it. You know, if you have an MP3 converter on your computer... That company really, really wants you to just convert your own MP3s. Don't, don't burn songs from CDs and turn them into MP3s. That's not what we're wanting to do. You could do it, but it's illegal, so don't do it. It's, it's, it's always this thing. They're, they're letting people have the technology, and now if you think about it, they're making it easier. Bootleg movies years ago would be handheld um shots in the theaters people sneaking and then all of a sudden smartphones came along and it became easier for somebody to sneak in with a uh, a phone and and film off the screen whenever somebody's not looking now now that the internet has completely taken in these streaming movies it's almost like they're giving it to them they're giving it to these hackers so that's that's the that's the really uh, tricky, tricky thing about what is legal and what you, sh what you should and what you shouldn't do. Just in the end, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing to go to jail or have to face any sort of, like just this, like this guy. This lawsuit should like be the ultimate. People, more people should be talking about this. I just happen to see it because it pops up in my feed. People have to talk about this because this opens the doors to, because I, I that lawsuit is scary because, like I said before, it does sound like he's going to get away with it. Even if he paid the money, even if he paid $50 for the rest of his life, he's still getting away with not paying the full $2.1 million. He's won. It is, it is interesting when some, what somebody owns and living in a world where we are constantly sharing content. People share a picture. People can upload pictures. That always blows me away still when actors, actors can get away with it more because they're verified. Uh, even though every once in a while you will hear about a verified person lose their stuff. So now anybody's fair game, I guess. But it always blows my mind when actors are uploading clips from shows that they're on. or They're uploading copyrighted material. But a lot of these things can be for only inter entertainment purposes only, which means you can't resell it. Um, it, it really, it's, it's copyright infringement is probably one of the most interesting things in the industry, which sets it from, you know, anything else you could ever talk about is copyright infringement. So I'm going to leave it at that for right now. But I, I just want to talk about that lawsuit because... 
it opens up the doors to what can happen and what can't happen in this world. I mean, you think they would go after him more, but and, he, and there's st- <laughs> and and what the, the end of the story right now is they still won't get the money. And but the fact of the matter is, is they never will. But they are tying this guy for the rest of his life. They wanted to destroy the site and be done with it. I just wanted to share that story with you. Um, one of the most interesting things I've ever read in a very long time. Like I said, I'm not in the video game world, but this does kind of cross over into that because copyright infringement happens in everything. It happens in everything. Toys, video games, movies, TV shows, everything. So uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening, who's listened thus far. Uh, This is our fourth show here on Anchor.fm. We will be coming soon to more platforms like Google Podcasts and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So look forward to hearing from you. And yeah, 